0: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Double FM Sports. I am Todd File. I'm
1: Ethan Fager. And I'm Jeremy
0: Mizra. And today, we've got a pretty chill lineup. We're going to start out with some news. Um, then we're going to do another little specialty uh, segment about um, what playoff teams could probably make maybe a deep run um, in our next playoffs here. And uh, then we'll move on to some more NFL roster outlooks like we've been doing. Um, It looks like today we're going to finish up that series uh, with the AFC South. And then um, at the end, we'll do our hot takes like we usually do. Um, So without further ado, let's get into some fresh news here. All
1: right. Well, uh, Ethan, you're going to hate me for starting off with this piece, but... (laughs) <laughs> we started off with Bayern Munich clinching the Bundesliga title last episode, this episode we're starting off with Liverpool clinching the Premier League title sooner than any Premier League team has since becoming the Premier League at least, I know that for a fact, I don't know if it's past the Premier League but I know it's the first or the f- soonest for the Premier League, um... Staying in the realm of soccer, you got Bayern Munich's Thomas Muller. He just broke the Bundesliga assist record for a season with 21 at Wolfsburg this past weekend. Or Yeah, this past weekend. Yeah. Um. What else do we got? Cam Newton. Yeah. Cam Newton,
0: yeah. Signed a one-year, what, $7.5 million deal? Something like that. With the, uh, the Patriots, which we were kind of having this conversation beforehand. I like Cam Newton with the Pats. I mean... Belichick has always been a guy who hasn't been afraid of project players. I mean, we saw that when they signed not only Antonio Brown last year, but also Josh Gordon. So, I mean, I like this. At the same time, he has no weapons that aren't named James White or Julian Edelman. I'm sorry, he doesn't.
1: Well, and I was going to say, like, he just turned 31, and I think... That's, like, usually the prime... Like, that's when the QB starts their prime, so this is, like, a huge time for Cam Newton. If he can play well for a year or something, he can maybe get a contract with the... uh, With another team and maybe even a bigger one than just a one-year seven point. Or he could even
0: re-sign with the Pats, you know? Which
1: we thought the Pats would not be as good this year. Uh, hey, hey, I...
0: I still don't, so... I, I,
1: I have had hope for the Patriots since Tom Brady left. Everybody hated on me for it, but...
0: We still oh, do. <laughs> so do. Okay, you
1: do. Some other people, not so much anymore. I trust in Cam Newton that, you know, he'll at least get the job done. You forgot the name Nikhil Harry. Now, I know we talked about oh, this. Here we go. But I'm telling, I'm telling you, you, he's... Mm. I watched him at ASU as highlights after being drafted. Nikhil he's, Harry, he's if he can transfer what he had in college Just to the pros healthy. and stay healthy, Nikhil Harry could be that number one wide receiver over Julian Edelman as he's aging.
0: See, my thing with that is, A... Arizona State, you're playing Pac-12 defenses. That's that's
1: true. (laughs) Which, we know
0: how bad Pac-12 defenses are. And two, he played all of what? Two games last year after getting injured. So, you're coming off of a season-ending injury or a near-season-ending injury. And you've got little to no pro experience. I don't know. Maybe in the next couple of years, but I really haven't seen enough out of him. Um, to make an immediate impact. Not to mention, Cam Newton himself is just kind of like an old Lamar Jackson. So, yeah. Well, we'll see. You know.
1: Yeah. I, I do want to point this out. I'm pretty sure I saw a statistic. This is the first time ever that a team has lost and signed a Super, not Super Bowl MVP.
0: A league just MVP. a regular
1: MVP in the same off season, which is, you know. You I mean, it get makes rid sense. Of one MVP, you bring in one.
0: You lose the goat, you get the goat of 2015. So I respect
1: the fact that you called him the goat.
0: Oh, Cam?
1: <laughs> no, Tom Brady.
0: Well, there's no denying it. It's Brady. <laughs> he would deny I, I it. I, I would you deny. seriously deny no, that Tom? Oh, Br- dude, I've
1: had the argument with you before.
0: Actually, so yeah, that. didn't you bring up Joe Montana last podcast instead of Brady? <laughs> I, it was more of a
1: joke, but yeah, Tom Brady is <laughs> the goat. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, no, Tom, I'm, I'm saying it right. On now. On record. Tom Brady is the goat. <laughs> Besides Nathan
0: Peterman, but <laughs> I that, that forgot about joke. that. That is a joke. That is yeah, Nathan Peterman, the man who threw seven picks in his first two appearances. So no, 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 no. It was only five. No, no he no. threw five in his first appearance. Then he threw oh, two the right. next game. <laughs> that's right, if I'm not mistaken. But um, anyway, um, moving exactly, on to further news. Not
1: exactly. I mean, news not about sports. But um, I to give my boy Todd a big shout-out, mention the Patriots. He just did a whole... I alternate about, history yeah, is alternate, the way I would put it. Alternate history article on the website about the Patriots and how them almost moving to St. Louis St. Louis could have changed the whole entire NFL history to be 100%. Well, not everything, but at least some big... But there's, a, there's a lot of it. So go give that a check, you know... Go check that
0: out. Yeah, and our website is doublefmSportsNetwork.wixsite.double um, or not dot. Excuse me. dot um, com slash doublefmsn. So
1: very impressed that you remember that because I'm the one that.
0: I'm pretty right sure out. I remembered. I I, I look at I it really somewhat remember. frequently. It just kind of sticks in the mind. Anyway.
1: It's also linked in our Twitter as well as my Instagram as well as mine.
0: Yeah. And I don't have Instagram, so uh, let's move on to some uh, some playoff movers and shakers. Um, I mean,
1: I just remember one last piece of news.
0: Come Sorry. on, man! <laughs> you saying
1: playoff teams for whatever reason maybe think of the Cowboys? making fun
0: of me? No, he's talking he's making fun of Jim Mora. I know oh. who he's talking about. <laughs>
1: talking about my voice. I'm playoffs.
0: No. You want to talk about playoffs? Okay. I'm yeah, glad I- you brought that up. Thank you. Okay.
1: <laughs> but Cowboys, I know a lot of people are uh, looking at a potential safety to bring in by the name of Jamal Adams. Oh yeah. I'm pretty sure the Jets or yeah, the Jets have put out that in a trade for Jamal Adams, they'd be looking for offensive lineman leo Collins to be part of that trade. Mm. So, not one of the older veteran, you know, top guys on that O-line, but Leo Collins is still a solid
0: And he's an up-and-comer. Line. I actually really like that move. I mean, the Jets have been doing a lot to build up their O-line this season. So, I, I like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and obviously, if Jamal Adams not wanting to be there, like, I mean, there's no point in really having him there because he's just gonna. Okay, I would make an argument. That no, no, no. in terms of the locker room aspect, there's no point in having him there. I mean, he's just gonna be complaining the whole time about the
0: Jets. Yeah, I mean, we saw the same thing with Jalen Ramsey, exactly. and even last year a little bit with fellow Jaguar Yannick Ngakwa. Um, which interesting to see where he ends up. Too. I mean,
1: I'm not shading Jamal Adams. I understand, like the Jets. We we all know about the Jets. Like, we know about the Jets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, I understand that he wants to <laughs> We're be- not
0: shading Jamal Adams, we're shading the Jets, but... Yeah,
1: I understand that, like, he wants to be out of there. And I, I do want to see him out of there and going on to maybe a possible playoff contender or championship contender team. Because yeah. so I think he'd fit in very well there. Um, but, yeah...
0: He's one of those plug-and-play kind of guys.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So, anyway, now let's move on to, speaking of playoffs... Okay, now you're just overusing it. Um
1: also trying to sound a little bit British there. I don't know if that Yeah, knows. that no, it know. sounded a little bit
0: too much like a hobbit there, but um anyway, so because of COVID-19, um you we now have pushed back the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs, which now they're going to be a lot closer to the MLB and... Well, it already would have been in the MLB season, but uh, especially the NFL season. So we're starting to get all four of those playoffs pretty close to each other. So we're going to hit them all at once and just kind of give you a rundown of who we think could potentially make some deep runs in these playoffs. So... so no, when we, we say ones?
1: deep runs, we're, re- we're, we're, not championship. To like, we're not referring to like... Oh, I think the Ravens will make a deep run, because that's kind of... That could happen. We're talking guys that you
0: wouldn't expect. Like, if, for some reason, I don't know, the Jets, right? The Jets somehow put (laughs) together a Cinderella season and make it to the AFC Championship. Not unlike the Jags did a couple years ago. So, that's more or less what we're talking about. Um, so since we're on the NFL, why don't we start with them? Um... I mean, obviously, the NFL season hasn't started yet, so uh, we really don't know what playoffs are going to look like.
1: I have got one. I've got my team. I, You've I, got I your got, team. I have got my team, too. I have got my team. I actually have two teams. Do you want to go first or me to go first? I want to go first because okay, so I don't ahead. want you taking my team. Okay. I have a very bad feeling that you're going to. And yes, there is bias in this, oh, but the, Arizona roster Cardinals. Pretty, the roster is pretty prime for something like that to happen. <laughs> And that is, yes, like Todd said, the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, let's be real here. Kyler Murray coming into a sophomore season. I mean, you all saw what Lamar Jackson did his sophomore year. I'm not saying Kyler Murray is gonna win the league MVP, but you gotta understand there's you know a little bit of correlation with the playing style. There you got is. a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, you have one of the most reliable receivers ever in the NFL Larry Fitzgerald, and you got some young guys like uh, Christian Kirk and Hakeem Butler who was out all year with an injury that you know they could make a splash at that wide receiver three. Kenyon Drake had a pretty insane game last year after he moved over from the Dolphins. The defense is a little weak and by a little weak I mean the sole weakness on that team <laughs> but Isaiah <Are they> Simmons. <laughs> there, there is promising hope for at least a decent defensive year that would propel the Cardinals to a deep playoff run, at least on my part.
0: I mean, and also, I mean, still on the Cardinals, that secondary, you got a vet and Patrick Peterson, but you also have Buda Baker, who doesn't get a whole lot of recognition, but he was a pro bowler last year. And
1: Murphy, the second cornerback, not as good as Patrick Peterson, but he's on the come up.
0: Yeah, um, I'd say, and I mean, Chandler Jones, too. Yes. I mean, one of the most dominant pass rushers in the I see league.
1: I yeah. I think yeah, yeah he's, And then that, that made me think that you were... No 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 no, 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 no. However,
0: I will say the rest of that D-line concerns me a bit.
1: To be honest and honest, I could probably name you one more player if I thought about it, but I cannot name one <laughs>
0: As does person. the linebacker position.
1: Linebacker's a little bit shaky, I feel like. However, there are some names that I recognize that can have a big game. Just not consistent. I'm just
0: saying that front seven is a little bit worrisome on the defense. Also, the O-line. Much agreed. I mean, what did we see last year? J.R. Sweezy sack his own quarterback. <laughs> so.
1: Hey, these are long shot teams, so I'm going long shot.
0: All right, all right. I respect that. Can I go next? Yes, go ahead. Okay,
1: I'm looking at a team that went 5-11 and 11 last year. I think they can turn it around. Their te- This team is the Los Angeles Chargers. That was my second team. That okay. There, team I
0: okay. Thinking. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Do you want to explain? Go. I. I don't think you're gonna need to, but go ahead.
1: Obviously, drafting Justin Herbert. He could. He looks to be. I'm not promising. sold on Herbert. I think it'll be Tyron Taylor to be and honest no, to I'm not off, sold off, on Taylor have, either, but. To start off they have Tyron Taylor. Obviously, the running back Austin Eckler, who mm-hmm. had a very good season when Melvin Gordon was like contract dispute, whatever. Yeah. Um, I forget who his
0: backup is too. Justin Jackson. Yes. Who that did that
1: a basketball player?
0: No, Justin Jackson is the the backup behind Eckler, and um, he did a decent job filling in when Eckler was out with, I believe, a concussion last year. Yeah. Um. Um,
1: Obviously, Keenan Allen. Yeah. Um. One of the like one of the better wide receivers in the league. I'm gonna say one of the best because.
0: I mean, he's top fifteen for sure. Fifteen.
1: Obviously, Hunter Henry coming back from injury. I'm not crazy. Justin Jackson No, 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 he's a bad... And he's also, there's also a running back... There, is a, there is a
0: running back... I will and back I him up on sure that.
1: that and then great. on defense...
0: Well, you forgot about Mike Williams, too, at wide receiver.
1: Exactly, Mike Williams. Um, uh, and, wide receiver, you. Just saying. And anyway. obviously, on defense, um, Joey Bosa is not as good as his brother Nick, but still, Joey Bosa... To say he's not as good as his brother Nick is not a knock at all, because Nick... Exactly. I'm not saying it's a knock... I'm just saying Nick Bosa is like the best in the league, but... No. No. no, Not even close. Nope. There are a few... Okay, he's a good defensive end, but Nick Bosa in his rookie year is not the top defensive end in the league.
0: I'm sorry. Yeah. They
1: got, <laughs> they got your legend, Linval, Linval Joseph. Joseph at
0: nose tackle.
1: Yeah, they Melvin Ingram. Who's Melvin actually, Ingram. He's actually proven himself before.
0: Melvin Ingram is good. He's had a couple injuries, but. He's
1: a little old, too, if I'm not mistaken. He's in his 30s. Yeah, Even
0: so, that is a solid defensive line. They
1: drafted Kenneth Murray, who.
0: Solid linebacker I out of was OU.
1: High on, not you, me. I was high on him. <laughs> and then their secondary is very good, too. Oh, their secondary very, is very killer. Good. Casey Hayward, Desmond King, Darwin James, one of the Masir best.
0: Messier Adderley, yeah. yeah.
1: missing out on Adderley, I know And Chris you know. Harris Jr. Yeah. Like, that team could make a run.
0: Oh, that absolutely... I mean, I, I really don't think it's that much out of the question, especially since this is a team that we were surprised went only 5-11 and 11 last year, you know? So is
1: that a long shot or no? I'd say it's a long shot because of the record, however, I there was a lot of hype with the Chargers last year Yeah, that they could possibly make I'm saying a flash it's like we're talking about right yeah, now. Yeah,
0: it's not that much out of the realm of possibility. Um All right, I'm going to go with some NFC North action, but it's not my Vikings. I think they're going to make the playoffs, but I'm going to go with another NFC North team and that is the Detroit Lions, okay? <laughs> What? The Bears. No, I'm sorry. I do not share your same passion for the Bears. Um, the Lions, when you looked at them last year, actually had the potential to be good. They've but, always had the potential to be good. It's I know. It's, yes and no. But Matt Patricia proved himself very well as the defensive coordinator at the Patriots. Um, he's done a decent job in Detroit. If Matt Stafford can stay healthy... He's a very good option at um, at quarterback, and he's throwing to the likes of Kenny Galladay and uh, Marvin Jones Jr. And Danny so, Amendola. Yes, Danny Amendola, and who did they just bring over?
1: They've got a solid tight end. Geronimo Allison. Geronimo Allison, that's right. tight end core with, uh, what's his name? T. Jesse J. James
0: Hockinson. and TJ Hawkinson, well, yeah. Do they
1: also have, do they draft DeAndre Swift? No. Well, they do have DeAndre oh, yes.
0: Swift. DeAndre Swift and Carrion Johnson, who is very effective in the running They'd game when he stays. I would
1: also, uh, when he stays healthy. When you talk about running back, I would give Ethan some props. Bo Scarborough, the uh, Alabama legend. However, he's not turned out to be a legend in the pros. Yeah, yeah not
0: a big fan of Bo Scarborough. Anyway, um, well, Johnson. they need a little bit of work on the, um, on the offensive line, but um, for the most part. You know, decent offense. Defense gets a little shaky here. Um, like most teams coached by former Pats coaches, there are a ton of Patriots players on here. Yeah. I mean, Danny Shelton, Trey Flowers, Jamie Collins, Daron Harmon, all of those guys once played for the Patriots. Um, but, I mean, not terrible. I mean, Trey Flowers has proven himself as a decent player edge rusher um you know i jamie collins had a heck of a year with the pats last yeah. year so he's really going to provide some security at that linebacker position um the secondary is going to be an improvement from last year uh i think yes they lost darius slay but you do still have tracy walker you have desmond Trufant. And, you know, Justin Coleman, Jeff Akuda. Okay, I was about to say. Yeah, Jeff Akuda, who we haven't seen in action in the pros. Yeah. But he's still, I mean, he's a, a number three overall pick. Like, there's usually something to back there's that potential. up. Um, and, I mean, Deron Harmon. So, you also, I completely forgot about it, J. Ron Kirst, the, uh the former Minnesota Vikings. So, I mean, decent team here. Probably could come in as a wild card, and yeah,
1: maybe make maybe with the addition of the seventh pick and maybe be the third team in the North to make it. Yeah, I mean, this could is what be. We're looking for though. We're looking for teams that just barely scrape in and some playoff magic.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it's definitely going to be a difficult road for them, especially in the kind of division that they are. I mean, it's very competitive. The Packers, Vikings. If the Bears rebound after that terrible season that they had last year yeah. i mean you're talking four potential eight
1: eight last year i wouldn't call that terrible not the expectation yeah that they were, hoping for, but eight they,
0: they were terrible bad. in the sense that let me put it this way they shouldn't have won all of those eight games but they did they did not on any part of mitchell trubisky but
1: <laughs> all right do we want to? I don't know. Like I feel like we used a lot. We used a lot of time for NFL there. Do we?
0: Um, we did. Yeah. Do
1: we want to just do? Let's do we-
0: move on to NBA. Okay. Um, which, since, like I said before, because of COVID, um, they're playing the playoffs later, and there's also 22 teams that have the opportunity to play into the playoffs. Um, so I think. Uh, Honestly, most of us are probably going to end up picking some of those that are outside of that um, that 16-team playoff grid, um, which right now is much more dominant on the West. The only team in the East would be the Wizards. Um, but on the West, you're looking at the Spurs, the Kings, the Pelicans, and the Trailblazers all vying for that 8th spot, while the Grizzlies are currently in the 8th spot there in the West. So. Yeah um let's get started on that
1: um i'll go first yes you will
0: the utah jazz (laughs) i'm not
1: gonna say the jazz um first round exit i mean i think i'm probably gonna take someone's but i was actually gonna i was gonna say the pelicans i think they could scrape in and i think you know why i find that very hard to believe they've played all right this season I'm looking at what, the record. But, 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 guess who came back like two weeks before? Zion Williamson is a great prospect. He is not a playoff leading a player. Not not right now in his career, at least. I, that team is too, there's no superstar, I would say. There's no real veteran presence that I would consider a good player. I mean, you have J.J. Redick. you got right? Brandon Ingram. Yeah. But Brandon Ingram's still pretty young and has no playoff. Experience. Drew Holiday, but. Drew Holiday, I would give him some credit, but I just don't. I don't see that team if they make it into the playoffs getting past the first they round. They are favors.
0: I mean, yeah, that's but... a former
1: Jazz player, and that's the only reason we're bringing that up.
0: To me, the problem on the West on the West side um, is okay. No one starts slapping or, <laughs> no one starts snapping. Okay, I realize <laughs> I made West Side Story jokes. Okay, anyway. Um, to me, it's going to be hard for any of those teams that I just listed to try and unseat the Grizzlies. Uh, the Grizzlies have a four, no, three-and-a-half game Blazers. lead over the Trailblazers, but...
1: And the Pelic- no, the, actually, the, 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 the Trailblazers, Pelicans, and Kings are all...
0: Three-and-a-half and behind, yeah. So I think it's going to be hard for any of them to unseat the Grizzlies. I mean, practically speaking, the Grizzlies are going to have to go... Four and four. At least. Yeah, at least for right. any of those teams to have a shot.
1: I just want to point this out. The way that the playoffs are working right now is if the eight seed is four games clear of the nine seed, they automatically get in. If they're four games or less, the nine seed plays them in a tournament style double elimination game where if the eight seed wins once, they move on to the playoffs as the eight seed. The nine seed has to beat them twice to move on to the playoffs. So as long as they keep... As long as the Trailblazers keep that distance and then can beat the Grizzlies back-to-back games, well, I don't think that's... And I mean, they are
0: getting Zach Collins... Or, yeah, Zach Collins and... they're
1: both the same distance back from the Grizzlies, all three of those teams. But there's tiebreakers that put them in different... Well, there's also...
0: We haven't played the eight games yet before the playoffs. So that's going to determine seating. That's going to shake up some things. But I mean, to the Trailblazers' credit... Yes, Trevor Ariza is not playing, but Lillard is healthy. McCollum is still McCollum. Um, Nurkic and Zach Collins are both coming back so they get that strong big man presence there. Um, And you still have some of the same uh, role-playing guys like Rodney Hood. So...
1: I have nothing wrong with him bringing up Rodney Hood as a role player.
0: Who is a former Jazz player.
1: And a Duke player. Is that your case for the Trailblazers, or you could go a different route?
0: Um,
1: because if not, I'll take the Trailblazers, but I have another team in nah, mind. Go ahead
0: and take the Trailblazers. I really don't have a team, honestly. I think, like I said before, this is going to be hard for the Grizzlies to lose. That's Really, that's the way I see it. It is the Grizzlies tournament, if you will, to lose, at least in order to get in.
1: Okay, well, for me, like I said, I definitely see the Portland Trailblazers making a possible run into the playoffs if they can get in simply because we're talking about the best point guard in the NBA this past season in Damian Lillard. Now, people would argue Steph Curry, but you have to understand he was injured.
0: Kinda debatable, I mean Kemba. I mean, Some would also kinda say James Harden, but
1: point guard. James Harden plays like a point. He guard. he plays
0: point. <laughs> and I don't
1: know, Mike Conn or no he's not. Is Mike Conley yeah. At- Mike Conley's the in the basement. Playing. Mike <laughs> Conley
0: lives in Damian Lillard's basement.
1: <laughs> I mean, but solely on the play of Damian Lillard. I mean, we've seen what he's done in playoff games before. It's, it's, time. it's, it's dame,
0: dame time. It's dame time, people. God. But assuming team, that dame time even happens, though. You know, that's however, however, they gotta get in first.
1: They have to get in. However, speaking of the Thunder, Todd, if you were to choose the Trailblazers, I know they're a team that's inside the playoffs, and we were kind of looking at teams outside the playoffs. But the Thunder just strike me as a team that I feel like can make a deep run. And they talked are, about them in the first episode. They are the—what? I remember talking about how good they were—how good we thought they were going to be versus how good they were actually doing. Well, when yeah, we about it. It. I'm, I'm not I'm not saying that they're not doing good, but I'm, I mean, they're the five seed in the West. So you're obviously doing something right if you're a top five seed in the harder conference of the NBA. Yes, that is maybe a bold statement, but it's I not that it.
0: bold. For the past ten years it's been that way.
1: But however, I mean that team the problem that I find with the Bucks is that they don't have The Bucks? The Bucks. Oh, yes. that Bucks. Yes. Oh.
0: Why are we talking about the Bucks though?
1: The problem with the Bucks that I have is that Giannis is what does the, that's how they win games. And when it comes down to the role players, the role players don't they don't play as good as they have to to win. But what I see in the Thunder team is a bunch of guys. Obviously, Chris Paul is the star, but I see a bunch of guys with Shea Gillich-Alexander, Steven Adams, Danilo Gallinari, yep. Dennis Schroeder, who all don't, are, they're not all superstars, but they all work very well as a team, and that's why they're the five seed, and it's why I think they can make a deep playoff run. Okay.
0: Solid argument. Um, let's move on to, uh, let's do a little hockey action here. Um, oh, I don't know anything about hockey. I know. Neither of us know anything about hockey, but... I do. JR's uh, got J- this J- J- one got, covered.
1: JR's J- got his opinion that will it. Tight. Oh shoot. I just remembered some news we forgot. What? The whole NHL draft lottery. We didn't bring
0: that up. Oh, we forgot about the, NLB, the MLB schedule, yes, too. Could. But no, I figured we'd bring that up when we talked about the MLB. So since we're on the NHL, apparently uh, the NHL draft lottery, which works in the same way as the, uh, the NBA draft lottery, um, is now including playoff teams since the playoffs have been expanded <coughs> for this year. So you could have someone like, I don't know, who's a who's a 10 seed here? Um, like the Minnesota Wild, who are a playoff team. They're a 10 seed. Could get the one pick. But they could get the number one pick, yeah.
1: All right, well, Jared, who's your team? I'm looking right now, kind of like with the... Um, What's it called? The uh, NBA. I'm looking at two different teams, right? I'm looking at... uh, Actually...
0: Who are you looking at? I'm
1: looking at the Carolina Hurricanes. A team that... Sort of like... The Thunder. I don't feel they have a real huge superstar. But they have a depthful roster of good players who work together to get the job done. I mean, they were going to be in the playoffs no matter what, if the schedule was normal or if it is how it is now. I mean, they were a wild card. So, obviously, it's not like they're just skating in in on the
0: whole (laughs) new No pun intended.
1: (laughs) Didn't even think about that. But, I mean, they're a solid team, and I think they could definitely make a run. I mean, they started out... I'm pretty sure undefeated or very close to through like 15 games so they definitely can put a run together my second team and this one is a little bit more outlandish even though they are technically the same seed when it comes to a conference is the Florida Panthers now the Florida Panthers they are the fourth seed in the Atlantic they do not get nearly as much credit and when I say they don't get as much credit I mean the organization the players on the team, they don't get nearly as much credit for what they do. First off, Florida's not even supposed to be a hockey city, but they make
0: it, they make it work. Alexander Barkov is a top 3 center
1: in the league. Maybe top 5. <laughs> I, would, I would I would debate top 5. Or I would debate top 3, but I would definitely say top 5, and nobody knows his name besides Florida fans. Do you know Alexander Barkov? I
0: also don't follow the NHL. Do you know Alexander Barkov? Again, he does not follow the NFL. Or the NHL, rather.
1: They got guys like Vincent Trocek. They have a solid goalie. I mean, this team definitely could put together a run in my eyes simply based on the fact they have underrated talent.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to go and throw out a name as an incompetent fool. Um, (laughs) I'm going to go and say the Vancouver Canucks.
1: Actually, I would agree with you
0: on that. Because the Canucks are one of those teams. that's a 7th seed um, in the West. They're one of those teams that when... I mean, when I think about wildcard oddball teams in the NHL, I immediately think of the Canucks. You know, the the team whose mascot looks like an orca in the shape of a C. So, I mean, even in the past, they've made weird, deep playoff runs. And it's like, where are you from? You know, so... I don't know. I'm going to go Canucks.
1: To be fair, I know you probably don't know this because, like you said, you don't follow the NHL too much, but the Canucks have arguably two of the top young prospects at forward in Brock Besser and Elias Peterson, who have proven time and time again that they are the real deal at such a young age. So, you know, like I said with the Pelicans, you've always it doesn't always get it done, but this is a team that I can see making it work. All right, for me, I'm going the other side, and I'm going with the veterans, and I'm talking with the Chicago Blackhawks. I
0: that's love to hear
1: that. I am, I am.
0: That's going to be interesting, given that they're what a 15 seed.
1: Because they've got like they won a Stanley Cup.
0: Oh, 2015 three times in the, the past 10 years.
1: And they've got guys like Patrick Kane, Jonathan Tait, Duncan Keith. I always love Duncan Keith. I don't know why. I think it's the name. I don't. Think yep, I've it's got to be Duncan the name. Definitely is no, but I seriously fun. think like the veteran experience of the Blackhawks could maybe propel them into a model card maybe spot. I'm definitely mm-hmm. not gonna argue with that. As our local hockey expert, <laughs> I would say that the Blackhawks do rank probably top five of my favorite teams to watch, especially during their run back in the mid 2010s, early 2010s, and you know, you got a very good point when it comes to veteran presence. I mean, Patrick Kane's a three-time Stanley Cup champion. Jonathan Taves is. Corey Crawford is. Duncan Keith is. I believe Andrew Shaw is on the team. He was there for the three-time. I mean, you have poise and you have experience in that team. Especially
0: actually, in the playoffs. I'm
1: actually surprised. I thought Jar was going to be like, that's a terrible <laughs> Yes. No, that's actually, if I had to go with, like, a really far-out team, that is probably, I'm pretty sure the Blackhawks are the 11th seed. Right? No,
0: they're the 15, they're I'm pretty sure.
1: 15?
0: Wait, no, sorry. They are they're, the 11. They're, they're, what they're am I thinking? The
1: they're a very low seed. There aren't,
0: there aren't 15 in there. What am I thinking? <laughs> yeah, I think they're the 11. Because I don't think they're the bottom they're seed, but I think they're the second to last. Being
1: they're one of the quote-unquote worst teams, and I'm making air quotes realizing that you can't see me doing it, but...
0: You already said quote-unquote, so... <laughs> <laughs> I know,
1: but I'm also doing air quotes, and... But my point being, they're a very low team that I think has high potential.
0: High ceiling, low floor. Very much so. Okay. Um, yeah, let's move on to MLB, which another tad, a tad bit tidbit of news. Um, so the MLB finally reached an agreement between Commissioner Rob Manfred and um, the, the Players Association – so it's now going to be a sixty-game season with, I believe, expanded playoffs. Yes. Something. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So. I like to go first. Oh no! <laughs> if <laughs> you like say Pittsburgh. if the words Pittsburgh Pirates <laughs> come out of your mouth, go for it. I've
1: got no faith in the Pittsburgh Pirates. Let's just. N- and
0: neither do out. any of us.
1: I'm going to say this might be a bit of an outlandish one. Uh, I'm going to say the San Francisco Giants. Okay. I just think like Johnny Cueto, Justin Margot. Those are two. Uh, very veteran pitchers. Uh, very veteran. Very <laughs> yeah. veteran. Experienced, experience, I mean. And I just think um, they, they've got a great team, I think. Or decent team, like Evan Longoria. Again, and Buster Posey. Again, like, I'm saying the veteran presence. Uh, I'm, I'm going more with the veteran than the young presence here. See, the thing with me for that team is, yes, the veteran presence is very much so helpful. But like I said, with the Blackhawks, when you look at veteran presence, that helps a lot more in the playoffs than it does the regular season. And well, Vegas they can outscrape the they playoffs. They have sixty games to play in the regular season before the playoffs even become a question. And so I don't even know. If, I don't know if I'd say that veteran presence will help them make the playoffs. For me, I'm gonna go with an in division rival of my favorite, Washington Nationals. And I'm going to go with the New York Mets. Now, they were a solid team last year. Definitely not great. Probably wouldn't even say good, but I would say solid. And their pitching staff or pitching coaches? No, not the staff. I mean the people who are pitchers.
0: What do you call that? The the pitching person. I don't know. The pitchers. Yes, the (laughs) pitchers.
1: That's a solid, I mean, you got a guy like Noah Syndergaard, you have a guy like Jacob DeGrom, I mean, they have some good pitchers, they have, what is the guy that just won the home run derby, Oh uh, no wait, did he run the home run derby? Who's the Mets guy who's young, he's good. Thank you. I know uh, his name. Not Brendan. J.D. Davis? No. Wilson Ramos. No. Pete Alonso. Pete, Pete Alonso. Pete oh,
0: Alonso. yeah, duh. All right. I mean,
1: They've got a solid team, honestly. I mean, you got guys like Jonas S. For this former home run derby. And I know home run derby doesn't really mean they're amazing. But, you know, it's, again, a solid team. One that doesn't have a lot of talent that sticks out, obviously. Jacob DeGrom kind of does. Because yeah. he just won the Cy Young, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Or was that Syndergaard?
0: Nope, that was DeGrom. Well, I just
1: saw something about, uh, who was it? No Syndergaard. Apparently, he, he had right elbow surgery. He's had right elbow surgery three times in his career. I'm pretty sure. Oh. There's nothing to worry about. I don't think. Okay. Unless Todd, it's more serious than what I think. Todd, who's is. your, uh, who's your?
0: All right. I'm gonna go a little bit of a um a wild card here, and I'm gonna say the Colorado Rockies. Okay. I mean, this is a team. I don't
1: have an opinion on anything about baseball besides the Nationals. To be honest. I know.
0: So. I really don't either. But. I'm going to make a completely uh, mostly uninformed prediction here. I mean, we're talking about a team that is 2 years removed from finishing second in the in the division um, in the NL West. They were what 91 and 72 or somewhere around there. Um, and I mean, they still have Charlie Blackman who has been one of those kind of fly under the radar guys, but I think they definitely have the potential to maybe Go somewhere, you know, enter in as maybe, like, a sixth seed in the playoffs. Not, and maybe take down some some bigger teams, you know?
1: Not they have Nolan Arenado, who's proving himself to be one of the best third baseman in the league right now. I have a feeling that Ethan only knows that name because I see Nolan Arenado in, like, ads. No, I, I know because of the fight he got in that one time. <laughs> and they also have Ian Desmond. Uh, Do you know who Ian Desmond is? Yes, he was a former Nationals player. Wow, gotta be honest, I'm a little surprised Ethan knew
0: that. <laughs> yeah, I most certainly wouldn't have. So, moving on. Um,
1: That's all four.
0: Yeah, so we're going to hit our next segment. Um, but before we do that, uh, here's a little ad from our, from our guys at Anchor. So, uh, thanks for listening to that. And so, like I said, we're going to move into our next segment, which is Roster Outlooks. Guys, it is the last Roster Outlook, and I know that makes Ethan sad. But
1: I love Roster Well, it's for the NFL. We might for do. the NFL. We might who do.
0: knows what will happen next? We'll find another segment to fill it. But um, let's get back to Roster Outlooks. We're doing the AFC South. So for those of you who don't know the divisions that well, that's Jaguars. Yes, JR, this <laughs> I, is for you. I did not know my division. This is Jaguars, been. Colts, Texans, and Titans. So... Um. Do we want to start with the Texans and then we'll go? I thought
1: the Titans were the highest seed. Nope. No, they no. were not. They oh, were very God. much not. They were.
0: It'll be. We'll do Texans, Titans, Colts, Jaguars. Um. That so is my team, right? You uh, are I the Titans, the yeah, or the Texans, yeah. Sorry, the other T team. So we're gonna start with you, Jr. What do you got for us? All
1: right. I'm looking at the team that all downgraded in talent, in my opinion. I don't honestly know if it's going to make them that much worse. I mean, we're looking at Deshaun Watson, a guy that I think a lot of people would say has MVP potential, maybe not this year, but at least for future, because he is one of the greatest college quarterbacks of all time. Yes, coming out of Clemson. Yes, I'm pretty sure he beat Alabama, correct? And then Alabama beat him, but yeah. Okay, but he still beat Alabama, and I just had to throw that in there because you are wearing your Alabama hat. But, (laughs) I mean, again, Deshaun Watson... No dispute. He's a great quarterback. Honestly, I'd probably put him hmm, top seven. I think I can make an argument top seven, top six. You absolutely six. could. I mean, running back is a little bit shaky. Obviously, they bring in David Johnson with the DeAndre Hopkins trade. To me, I don't think it's. I don't think David Johnson is always going to be a bad running back. It's more of the fact that he's a liability when it comes to injuries and age.
0: Yes, he's not he a is. spring chicken anymore.
1: I mean, he's still he's still he's still 28, so you gotta give him credit. It's yeah, not bad, but, but he's, he's coming to the end of his kind of old for
0: a running back, has. and his injury history combined yes. with that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I mean, what was it four? Four seasons ago, maybe we saw him and what he could do with the Cardinals when he had a top running back in the league. But you know, season now, obviously, like I said. But injury, how many injuries have happened between then and now? Two of the last three seasons. And just hasn't put up the same numbers. So again, more of an injury liability than I think a talent liability. But again, if you're injured, it doesn't matter how good you are. They have Duke Johnson who is solid, but I mean he did get the job done. They went ten and six with him and running back for the most. Kim
0: splitting season. carries with Carlos Hyde though, too.
1: That's true. But now he has to split carries with David Johnson, which
0: could maybe, prove maybe. to the Texans benefit maybe, because maybe, if they yeah. rely on Johnson well, I should probably specify. Oh. If they rely on David Johnson, um for like maybe the beginning of the season suppose he goes down, then you have a fresh Duke Johnson to come in and finish the job, especially into the playoffs. Yep. But it doesn't leave you with a whole lot of options behind them.
1: That's very true. Now again, going back to DeAndre Hopkins, obviously no, no longer part of the team. That was not of,
0: the move. That's just me.
1: He is part of my um Arizona Cardinals, so I have uh, I have no problem with that, but the wide receiver core for the Texans fans, not exactly the best. Ethan, stop laughing at me. We're both laughing.
0: Have- oh, that was just inopportune. We apologize. We're recording at home. Phones happen, people. All right. Anyway, you were saying...
1: Okay, so the wide receiver core, honestly, you look at it, like I said at the beginning of this Texans outlook. They've lost talent, but Randall Cobb, Brandon Cooks, Kiki QT, and Will Fuller is your wide receiver core again. I mean,
0: three of those guys are slot receivers, though. That's, that's the true. problem. That's
1: true, but I would say I would I would say there's no real superstar. I wouldn't consider Brandon Cooks a superstar receiver. Poss-
0: Randall Cobb was, but he's old. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but I mean, there's some solid depth. You have four guys who. Again, they are slot receivers, but who knows? Maybe they can make it work.
0: Fuller's your only real wide out there. That's the...
1: They got Kenny Stills.
0: Oh, and Kenny oh, Stills. Yeah, I forgot. Stills Even so, year. I'd rather have D-Hop and a healthy Will Fuller I mean, than... Yes,
1: I, I, well, that's the that other problem. Will Fuller tends to...
0: He's you know, injury-prone. Those... So suppose he goes down... last year, and that's it? No, but he's they're been they're hurt they're... for like the past two, three years. Yeah. Probably the past lot, two. He's
1: missed a lot of games. He's, in terms of fantasy, not good.
0: <laughs> unless draft. he's healthy. I didn't draft But um anyway, suppose he goes down, who does that leave you with? It leaves you with Kenny Stills, it leaves you with an aging Randall Cobb, Brandon Cooks, and Kiki Kuti. You know, not a great wide receiver core there.
1: Fair. That is I mean, true. again, like I said, you do lose some talent, obviously, with Yonder Hopkins and Black Pena a top two wide receiver. On our lives, they actually have Brandon. They have Brandon <laughs> Cobb as a slot receiver.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Randall Randall Cobb, <laughs> Kiki Kuti, and Brandon Cooks are all slot receivers. No, no, they
1: have Brandon Cooks
0: is. I know, like, but he's a small yeah, guy. Yeah. He's essentially. Well, okay.
1: The only reason I think they don't have him there is because Cooper Cup was your slot guy in LA.
0: Yeah, he's he's a slot guy that knows how to play out wide, but he's 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 like Wes Welker. He, they're both yeah. probably in that five nine five ten 5'10 range.
1: Okay, but to be fair, Wes Welker made it work, and I think Brandon
0: Cooks has... Brandon too. Cooks has it work. Yes, he can fill in in, in uh, out wide, but I feel like we would see a whole new element of him if he could play the slot. The yeah. problem is when you have guys like Randall Cobb and Kiki Kuti, he can't. Okay. So he's probably going to be forced to play more on the outside, um, matching up opposite of Will Fuller. That's
1: fair. Tight end. Never... Darren Fells
0: was looking pretty nice last year.
1: I, I mean, he was looking pretty nice, but you also have to look at that age and the fact that it's at 34. I mean, that's coming to the end of his career. No knock on Darren Fells. I just don't know if he's, you know...
0: He's he's a solid option at tight end. Yeah, I don't know if he's... Maybe average in the league, but... Yeah.
1: I mean, the offensive line is...
0: It's a solid O-line.
1: I mean, they picked up Larry Dunsell from the Dolphins this past year... They have uh, Max <laughs> Sharping. He's young, and I recognize the name, so I'm assuming he's probably their starter. Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: Titus Howard, who they drafted yeah, last yes. year. Nick Martin. Yeah, Nick and Martin, Zach yeah. Fulton. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I mean it's a solid offensive line. Yeah. I don't, I don't really have anything else uh, else to say about it. Yeah. Defense is. Eh, I'm looking at their nose tackle, defensive tackle, D-end, and I see... J.J. J. Watt. <laughs> I see J.J. Watt, obviously, but... Who
0: does have an injury history, though.
1: Yes, he Very does. Um, I mean, when he's healthy, though, I would say he's probably the... He's like old Chase Young. I think of him as old Chase Young. He's an absolute force to reckon with when he is healthy on the defensive He's line.
0: He's bigger than Chase Young, though.
1: Yeah, but they play they play pretty similarly, where they just disrupt the
0: offense. I mean, line. yeah, but, but I see Chase Young as more of a lower to the ground kind of go oh, for yeah, the knees, yeah, yeah. as opposed to J.J. Watt, who's more of an upright pass rusher. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I do see names like Jonathan Granard and Ross. Uh, Blacklock.
0: Who Whitney I Merciless, really too. At, he's at linebacker, but, but he's also an edge. Yeah.
1: But I mean, I see some rookies who maybe they could make a splash playing for them. They probably will get at least a few starts, I'd assume, so they can lock themselves in and play pretty well. Linebacking court, definitely a little better, in my opinion. Like we said, Whitney Merciless is part of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no real superstar linebacker, but I recognize guys like Zach Cunningham and uh, Bernard McKinney to be guys who can play their role and get the job done. Yeah. Oh, wait. Jan Johnson. Never who? mind. I just know him because he's from Penn State.
0: <laughs> um, I. This is just kind of me, but I actually kind of like this secondary. Um, I mean, Garyon Conley was solid last year, in starting both in Oakland and in, um, in Houston. Also, Bradley Roby was a stud for years um, with the Broncos. Got Vernon Hargreaves, Eric Murray, Justin Reed. I mean, this isn't a terrible secondary, you know?
1: I don't know why. I mean, I watched him at Florida, so that's why. I mean, I do know why, but it's, there's no real reason. Vernon Hargreaves... He's 25, so he's kind of out of that, you that I don't want to say prime, but that like, we're the youth guys that are going to be really good, get good. But Vernon Hargraves is a solid cornerback, and I definitely, I like watching him. So that might just be some bias, personally thinking Vernon Hargraves can play well. But I mean, Todd, you kind of hit it right on the, what's it called? What's the phrase the free Hit the nail line? on the head. Yeah, hit the nail on the head. That's what I'm looking for. I mean, the secondary, again. No real superstar yet,
0: but they could be solid.
1: Depth and guys that can do what they need to do to win games. Uh, and then you got special teams. Nothing really special I see here. But I mean, they're not, they're not bad guys. Kyron Fairburn or whatever. Kaimi right. Fairburn, that's right. And Brian Anger at punter. Both yep. solid, like. Yeah, but both a, heard nothing, I've heard both the names. Yeah. There's nothing to, you know, rave about when it comes to those. Wasn't
0: Fairbairn a Pro Bowler last year?
1: Might have been. Alright, what's your, uh...
0: Projected record?
1: 9-7.
0: 9-7. Okay. I okay. think, I, I think I, that's like valid. I
1: said, like I said, they did lose a good bit of talent, but I don't think that will exactly equate to a loss of games. Yeah. Especially when some of the other teams are going to talk about they have to play twice in the league, so... That's fair. <laughs>
0: Which I will say though, when you talk about divisions and how good they are, um, in the grand scheme of things, this is probably the weakest division of them all. If we're being honest. Yeah. Yeah. Because Titans lost a bunch of key role players this year, who you're gonna cover next. So. Oh,
1: well, we all know he's gonna, you know, Derrick Henry. Derrick. Hey, shut Derrick, up! Henry. Shut up! Let me let me do. As day.
0: he's wearing the hat, but Jaguars are in a rebuilding <laughs> season. Colts could maybe make a power play next year, but no. I'm it. just saying this is one of the weaker the weaker things. So when you talk about the Texans playing, you know these guys six times a year, then
1: yeah, all right.
0: That's a couple dogs. Tennessee Titans. Oh obviously boy. Oh made boy. The
1: conference champion last year, championship last year. So at quarterback. Ryan Tannehill, who signed a huge contract with them in the offseason.
0: And reigning NFL Comeback Player of the Year. Correct.
1: And I think that makes him deserving of the huge contract. Yeah. Despite what people say about his talent, he's still was well, the I think he. Well, I think I said this, um, whenever we talked about him, he gets the – he doesn't like – he's not a star, but he gets the job done. Mm-hmm. He's, he's – I would compare him to Jimmy Garoppolo, a guy that mm. doesn't have a lot of talent, but he makes it work. Exactly. At least in that sense. I wouldn't compare his playing style or anything to that. But, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, a lot of people don't think he's even a top-half quarterback when it comes to the league. Now, I know. I personally do, and I don't, I don't know how you I guys disagree. Feel. I'm not
0: a big Garoppolo fan. I'd say, but... he's, like, I'd say he's right in
1: the middle. I, th- I would agree with right in the middle. But I see Tannehill as a guy who, again, like Ethan, you said, not a very star player, but... He puts up yards. He hands the ball off the right he, way. He just gets he, the job done. Yeah, he gets it done. Um, and obviously, as we alluded to a running back, Derrick Henry, uh, who had a, I'd say a pretty good year last year. I would say better than pretty good. I know you were trying to undersell him because you were wearing your Alabama <laughs> hat. He was,
0: what, the leading rusher in the NFL? And
1: literally was
0: the man is like if Makai Becton was 100 pounds lighter and could just <laughs> steamroll people. I mean, we saw it in the Ravens game. That Ravens defense was pretty solid, right? I would and say even
1: more than pretty solid. He's
0: dragging people like the mailman with a bunch of dachshunds on his heels. Like, yeah, it, it was insane.
1: Now obviously, backup running back, uh, if Derrick Henry goes down, you're, you're in trouble. Because their backup running back is Darrington Evans.
0: I, I was going to say, I what happened to Dion Lewis?
1: I don't honestly think that... Injury becomes a problem for Derrick Henry because you, when you think of a, when I think of a power back, I think of a guy who's very well conditioned. And for guys who are very well conditioned, it's very hard for them to get hurt. Yeah, that's true. So I don't think you're going to be having a problem because I think just based on his type of play, he's not really as big at risk for. Oh, that's right. Let's say I don't know a speedy guy like Austin Eckler who's just fast. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to the wide receivers. uh... <laughs> Again. Oh, man. The wide receiver core, it's okay.
0: What do you mean, okay? That's. No, it's. They're more. <laughs> in my opinion. They've got
1: Corey Davis.
0: Mm. AJ Brown, read
1: a a. Brown had a AJ Brown had a nice they flash. They got yeah. Adam Humphreys. From Who's the Adam a good slot yes, guy. I'm, I'm not going to hate on Adam Humphreys. And then after that, it kind of like.
0: It gets very. weird. Yep.
1: Uh, then, tight end. Delaney Walker's gone,
0: right? Delaney Walker's a free agent, has not been signed by anybody yet, so... So their
1: starting tight end right now is Johnny Smith. Who
0: has been good. He is not <laughs> he's bad. not bad. I mean, I'm Delaney Walker was injured most of last year, and Janu Smith stepped into that fray and was actually a solid tight end. Yeah. But after him, yeah, you got Anthony Ferkser, but that's... It gets really messy after that, so not yeah. a whole lot of depth and then, at tight end.
1: Then your um, O-line...
0: Taylor Lawan, Who's been a stud for years.
1: Ben Jones at center, Nate Davis. Dennis Kelly.
0: Roger Saffold. Oh,
1: Roger Saffold. Not, so not bad offensive line. I mean, they
0: did lose Jack Conklin. Bad. I mean, Yeah. But that's, that's, this is still a solid line that hopefully will be able to accommodate the running game and also protect Tannehill when he needs to drop back and pass.
1: Um, then we went to the defense. Um, mm. The D-lines, the...
0: I'm not a fan of this defense. I'm
1: not a fan of the D line.
0: The D line needs some serious help. Yeah, because they, they lost Jack, Jarrell Casey. They
1: got Jack Crawford, DaQuan Jones, and Jeffrey Simmons. Kind of like hey, Jeffrey awesome. Simmons is alright, in my yeah. opinion. But, but actually, he's gonna... not Jarrell Casey. Is my point. I'm actually I, I actually like kind of like this linebacker core.
0: I can live with this. Harold Landry,
1: corps. Rashawn Evans, Jam Brown, Vic and Beasley, Vic Beasley. And that that linebacker person, obviously like we not the best in the league, but it it, it it's will do, solid. They do. will yeah.
0: That's kind of the theme with this team is that, it will do. <laughs> then
1: the secondary, I'm not to like the sec. I'm not opposed to the secondary. I like
0: that. this secondary.
1: Adoree Jackson, Malcolm Butler, Kenny,
0: Kenny Vaccaro, and Kevin Byard,
1: and Christian Fulton. I don't, and Christian Fulton and Jonathan Joseph, who. Again, like the sec- again, like we've say in the secondary, it'll get the job done for them. I think I this think
0: secondary more. more. Yeah, job. exactly. I, I mean,
1: Kevin Bayard's one of the best safeties in the league right
0: as now. As is Kenny. Kenny Vaccaro is also... He's an underrated guy, but he is not a bad safety.
1: All i got to say is I had Kevin Bayard on my uh, I, NFL team. I this. Yeah. He was on my NFL team. He's a 2 safety next to Jamal Adams with free.
0: Malcolm Butler. I mean, need we say... Anything more than... Exactly.
1: (laughs) To be fair, though, no offense to Malcolm Butler, I'm not taking away his talent. I feel like Malcolm Butler kind of had an Odell effect when it comes to that. Now, both players, Odell and Malcolm Butler... They're still solid guys. However, I feel like they're a little overhyped when it comes to a solid one-time play that they've made. Yeah. So basically, from what we know from the... Oh, and move on special teams. uh, Greg Joseph is the kicker. Who concerns me. And I actually I
0: like Brett Kern. Brett Kern is a good punter, but I am concerned about Greg Joseph. Yeah, I am too. Thank Wasn't God. he the former Browns punter who kicker. like or sorry kicker, not punter? Um, yeah. So he was the Browns kicker who, if I'm not mistaken, what two years ago in that Browns <laughs> tied in week one with um the with the Steelers botched like what a thirty yard game-winning kick and it, it literally looked like I'm gonna have to silence my phone. You gotta be kidding me. Um Yeah, I it's unbelievable. Anyway, and his kick looked like it looked like a squib. It was terrible So that really concerns me for the Titans especially when they had guys like Ryan Suckup who were decent, you know So that really bothers me. But uh, anyway, I think that's about it for Titans, right? Uh, uh,
1: yeah Oh, my prediction for the record, I'm going to say, ugh, yeah. I'm going to
0: say 10-6. That's way too what? adventurous. Okay, <laughs> 10 six? they lost Logan Ryan and Jarrell Casey, and you're telling me they're going to do, what, better than they did last year?
1: They downgraded.
0: They me. were, what, 9-7 and seven last year, right? Big
1: like is the only upgrade I see on that t-
0: and Vic Beasley has been man. Okay, oh, fine,
1: fine. I'm gonna say nine seven.
0: So same, what the same record they had last yes. year?
1: Yes. Again, I see now eight, and eight, two. maybe seven and nine, somewhere in that range.
0: This is a fringe playoff team. Yeah,
1: yeah. All right. They, they might get in with the uh, the seven thing. I don't know, they might slide yeah. in. Um Are we doing the Colts? Yeah, right we'll there? hit
0: the Colts together, and then I'll finish up with I'll the start, uh, the I'll Jags. Start off.
1: I'll start off.
0: Why? So you can cover Philip Rivers. Yes.
1: Philip Rivers, uh-oh, as quarterback of the Colts now, again. I don't know if I'd say he's quarterback of the Colts. I mean, I get that he's a veteran presence, but
0: you, no, you uh, know he's gonna start. You know, do you? Over Jacoby Brissett, he absolutely will.
1: I think he will. I don't know.
0: Brissett okay. is a good backup, but he's not a starter.
1: Yeah, Philip Rivers, um, very old, obviously.
0: But. I think he just had a down year last year. I honestly. think he had a down
1: year, and also I think the ch- well, like we said, the Chargers. I just had a down year overall as a team last year. So I think Philip Rivers maybe could kick it. Maybe this year, we'll see. But uh, running, I'll cover running back. Okay, fine. If
0: I think we all want running backs, so we'll just kind of team in on this. I mean, <laughs>
1: can we go for like each one of the running backs? I feel like just three, if we can talk
0: about. I mean, I'll, I'll go. I'll go first. Needless no, to say, no, you okay. Go first. Hold up. Needless to say, this is a crowded running, running back. back room. Yes. I mean, I'm just gonna go ahead and list who all is here. You've got Marlon Mack, who's been solid. Uh, Naheem Hines, who is more of a pass catcher. Uh, Jordan Wilkins has been decent, and they just drafted Jonathan oh, yeah, Taylor. No, I, he was a rookie, so I was saving okay. him last for last. Okay. Out of Wisconsin. So, what do you guys feel about this Colts running back room?
1: Um, I mean, I think, as of right now, uh, according to this website that I'm using,
0: why? Okay, you why did, you
1: just... get on our lads and you think you are, a f- you think you're the next ESPN statistician? I'm not. No, I'm according. To, I'm just saying according to this, they say Marlon Mack's gonna be one. Jonathan Taylor too. Now, obviously, I I honestly, could see I that with that. No, I don't I'm going to let you finish before I put my opinion in. The I don't disagree. Clear, I just think if one of them goes down, Niam Hines can take over, and then if another one goes down, Jordan Logan will take over. But, again, that's obviously maybe not good for fantasy purposes.
0: I mean, but if the, the team is concerned with winning games, not, exactly. not how many fantasy points Well, I'm concerned up. with fantasy Well, so. yes. Okay, but,
1: but to be honest, I don't know. I don't know if... I'd say that Jonathan Taylor as a running back is the backup to Marlon Mack. However, I see a lot of Austin Eckler when I look at Naheem Hines, a fast, speedy, Pass short catcher. guy who can catch the ball. Which I had Austin Eckler on my fantasy team last year, and it Austin Eckler, so yes, bad. he did have Melvin Ingram holding out. But even when Melvin Ingram Gordon, Melvin Gordon, Melvin
0: Ingram is the D lineman. Still yes. on the same team. Okay, they're not anymore.
1: Well, they were. Okay, but. <laughs> My point being, when Melvin Gordon was still in, Austin Eckler still got me that one seed in fantasy. So I think, honestly, I think that, you know, Marlon Mack, I think we can all agree, he is the number one guy on that team when it comes to running back, and he can get the job done, as proven by last year, because I also had him on my fantasy team. But Naheem Hines can come in when you need a pass, and Jonathan Taylor, get him a few snaps, when Naheem Hines and uh, Marlon Mack both want money, and you have to choose between one, Jonathan Taylor will probably still be on his rookie contract, and there you go—you got your backup. So I think, although it is crowded right now, I think it is a not ideal, but it is not a bad situation for the running backs.
0: Yeah, I mean Hines is a um, a niche kind of guy. I mean, yeah, he's going to be your patch, your pass catcher, your James White, if you will. Yeah, but. I mean, I think we can all agree Jonathan Taylor is not your pass back. Nah. He's your hard-hitting, almost like Derrick Henry kind of guy who's going to go and blow up a D lineman. So, I think maybe we'll see him and um, Marlon Mack split carries. Um, or maybe we'll see either one of them in more of a third down role when you just need quick yards. But um, I think Naheem Heinz is kind of Really set in his role. Um, also, not to mention, Roosevelt Nix came over from the Steelers and is now the fullback.
1: Yeah. What do you have to say about that, Ethan? <laughs> I love Roosevelt Nix. Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Knicks. Roosevelt. Roosevelt <laughs> Nix. All right. I don't know, whatever. Um, yeah.
0: Wide receivers. Um, not a big fan of this wide receiver core. Um, it's. It strikes me as not only very young, but also kind of shallow. I mean, yes, you have T.Y. Hilton. Injury prone. He, do, he can be injury prone at times. He's also injury getting older. He entered the league in 2012. That's fair. Um, Paris Campbell, um, out of Ohio State last year, I believe. Yes. Um, he's your slot guy. Um, you have Zach Pascal. They also drafted Michael Pittman Jr.
1: No, I think a very underrated wide receiver prospect out of USC. Just
0: but my that. point is, these are a lot of young guys and T.Y. Hilton. So if there's someone that they have to learn from, yeah, I mean, that's going to be great to learn from a solid vet like Hilton. But I I don't know. I, I feel like these guys are really going to be forced into the fray, especially with a guy like Phillip Rivers, I mean, who's expected to do big things for this Colts team. Yeah, the, these guys are gonna have to step up and play at that level.
1: I don't know, maybe not the best thing for the team this past this, you know season. However, if you're learning from T. Y. Hilton, obviously you have guys that are learning from one of the best receivers in the NFL right now. So they're gonna hopefully pick up that skill set. But you're also you also have Phillip Rivers. Now Phillip Rivers is a veteran quarterback who can throw the ball. I don't want to say perfectly, but he throws the ball very, very well. And when you're working with rookie wide receivers, second-year wide receivers, you need a guy who can throw the ball and have, and he can compensate for the mistake of the wide receivers. I think Philip Rivers could be that guy for, you know, Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell, who might be thrown out there into, you know, the field a little early, but... They got a guy who can throw them the ball nearly perfect every time he Assuming
0: he plays at his, you know, oh, prime yeah. level, yeah. and not like he did last year where he was dropping every other snap. That's very true. Um, but, I mean, speaking of snaps, if you look at the offensive line... They're good. This is a very nice offensive line. I mean, yes, everyone talks about Quentin Nelson at guard. I mean, arguably one of the best, if not the best, guard in the country right now. Um... But you also have guys like Mark Blawinski, Braden Smith, Ryan Kelly, Anthony Costanzo. Like, these are guys that know what they're doing. Uh, I mean, we saw that with Andrew Luck a couple years ago. Andrew Luck went from getting slammed in the dirt...
1: And complimenting people for it. And then... (laughs) I've seen that video.
0: He went from that to suddenly, what? He's taking the fewest sacks in the league or something like that. I mean, this is a very nice offensive line that will be good for an older quarterback like Phillip Rivers. Which then kind of brings us into tight ends because it's like a mix of an offensive lineman and a wide receiver. Um, I actually don't mind this this tight end core. You've got Trey Burton, who's decent. Jack Doyle was a pro bowler last year. Um, he had an injury, what, two years ago? Yeah. Um, but... He's still good, and Mo Ali Cox doesn't get a whole lot of press, but he is a solid tight end. Yes, you did lose Eric Ebron, but who's now a Steeler. I know that makes Ethan happy, but Eric Ebron kind of had a down year with Jacoby Brissett anyway. So if Jacoby, who I might add, has a good chemistry going with Jack Doyle. So if, for some reason, Phillip Rivers doesn't start, and it is Jacoby Brissett, Jack Doyle is going to do well next year because Brissett knows that he can rely on him.
1: Yeah. All right, well, I'll take it to the D-line. Obviously, um, making a huge move with trading for DeForest Buckner from San Francisco, who obviously proved himself as one of the uh, thirty tackles in the league last year. Yeah,
0: uh, eh, he's middle of the road. Hasn't exactly like, led up to his draft expectations.
1: Yeah, I feel like he played very well this past year because he outshined his past seasons, but you have to remember, what, he was third overall pick?
0: Something like he that. Was, he
1: was a top-five pick out of Oregon, and people expected him to be the next, you know, big thing when it comes to defensive tackle.
0: Like the next Alan Page or something, yeah.
1: Literally big thing. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I mean... Still playing good, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, get on him for that. It's just not exactly living up to. And then like his draft stock. The rest, it's like they got Grover Stewart at nose tackle. The, the, the rest, I see some really. Dn th- Dn, they got Justin Houston,
0: who was solid with the Chiefs.
1: And then the other team, they've got Kamoko teray
0: Yeah, but don't forget some of these guys like Danico Autry and yeah. Sheldon Day. Um, at I mean they're both tackles, but. That, I mean, they are solid guys. I remember hearing about Danico Autry a lot last yeah, year. So, I second that. Um, this linebacker core, I actually would have considered Justin Houston more of a linebacker, but, um, I mean, he's an edge guy.
1: He does play outside linebacker a little bit, if I do remember correctly.
0: But so. if, if you look at this, um, I mean, the big name there is Darius Leonard, Definitely. who has been insane for these guys. You also have Anthony Walker and Bobby... Okariki. Uh, yeah. Okuriki. Something like that. So, um, decent linebacker core. And then when you get to the secondary, they don't have Pierre Desir anymore, um, but they just got Xavier Rhodes from, from the Vikings. Vikings. Um, they also drafted Rocky Asin uh, last year. Um,
1: At a temple. Not a big football school, but I think he's got some good yeah, potential. They got Kerry back.
0: Willis, um, or Kari Willis, Malik Hooker, and TJ Carey. I mean... Honestly, if I had to pick one place on the um, on the defense, that's I don't know that is the weak point. It's probably the secondary. But know?
1: I don't think it's that weak. It's I
0: mean, I not think bad. It's, it'll get the job done, but I don't yeah. think it's it, it's I mean, not.
1: It's not. It's not like the Patriots' secondary where you see guys like Stefan Gilmore, yeah, JC Jackson, all those guys. It's so not like, Legion of Boom either, yeah. you know. But I think. Th- I think they. That- Definitely
0: could make a splash. Yeah, and or then special, special themes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Rigoberto Sanchez was decent, if I uh, don't call. And Chase McLaughlin, I feel like we haven't seen a whole lot out of him.
1: You but also got Rodrigo Blankenship, otherwise known
0: as Hot Rod. Hot Rod, <laughs> is this, is
1: this the guy that wears the goggles. Yeah, the yeah, he next? plays for Georgia. Yeah, he wears goggles and he looks. I love. the Like
0: Eric Dickerson hot goggles, hot. or like. I think so. Like, like the racquetball mask, <laughs> yeah. They
1: yeah like his dick game was hot, right? only reason I know that's because they called him that in the national championship where Jordan played Alabama. He made a 50 yard field goal, and then proceed, and then Alabama proceeded to win that game. So, let's move on. All right, um,
0: no. <laughs> so what are we saying our record for I these guys?
1: So, to me, it's just a little bit weird that they have a kicker who's 24 and just drafted a kicker who's 23. <laughs> usually when you think of having two kickers on a team, you think of an old veteran who's coming to the end of his career and usually his protege. It's just a little bit weird that... I mean, I don't when I think of Jason That's true. LaDau- I don't think of a guy that you notably hear as a guy having problems such as Blair Walsh, such as...
0: Kai Forbath. Kai Forbath, <laughs> such
1: as Double Doink. What's uh, his Cody name? Parkey. Cody Parkey. <laughs> Double Doink, <laughs> what's
0: his name? Well, and... This, honestly, it would have made more sense last year when you still had Adam Vinatieri yeah. in the room. So,
1: Wait, Jared, who's the greatest kicker in the league in Justin history? Justin Tucker.
0: In league history? Yeah. Not Justin Tucker.
1: <laughs> we had this debate <laughs> the other time.
0: I'm, I'm saying either Morton Anderson or Jan Stenerud.
1: Adam Vinatieri. I thought we, 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 we both agreed on Adam Vinatieri that we time. We on That's Adam Vinatieri, I think, for, as of last season, greatest kicker who was current.
0: That might have been it. Oh. I think I brought up Morton Anderson. Because the only two kickers in the Hall of Fame are Morton Anderson and Jan Stenerud. Well, I'm assuming
1: Adam Vinatieri will be there. Justin Tucker whenever he finishes. with Both the of those players. guys will be in. Yeah. But
0: I think if you're looking at history, the length of his career, Morton Anderson played like 20 years in the league. Although Adam Vinatieri is now the all-time leading scorer in the NFL. No. Who took it away from Morton Anderson. No. Morton Anderson I would I'll give
1: them 7-9, and 6-10. and ten. I was going to go 11-5. What? 11-5. What?
0: This is a team that reminds Hotic. me a little bit of the Chargers last year. They have a lot of the right pieces, but it just didn't Chargers come together. Oh, you mean their team. I mean... Team.
1: I thought you were talking about this team. I was like, but the
0: Chargers last year sucked. Well, no, no, no. I mean, like, they solved their quarterback issue maybe a few problems with wide receivers, stacked at running back, stacked at, at O-line, s- decently stacked at tight end, not a terrible defense. This reminds me of a team that, you know, they have all the right pieces here. If they fail to win, it's on them, you know, it's, it's not because of a lack of resources, yeah. That's so, a
1: very Lions statement to say. No offense to Lions or
0: Browns. Or Browns. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um uh, now Todd moving All on to right. the Jacksonville.
0: Jacksonville Jaguars, set your expectations low. Todd,
1: you seem pretty happy. I I'm excited, excited for this. Excited. I I'm am. I'm excited for this. All
0: right. So, quarterback Gardner Mench-
1: Minshew. Mania, <laughs> the mustache.
0: Yes. Man, Gardner Minshew is back and after that it gets pretty hairy. You get Mike Glennon, who Josh
1: Dobbs, Josh Dobbs, the fourth-string quarterback (laughs) on the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's third-string now. He was so bad that he had to be cut and go to the Jaguars.
0: Yep. Um. Mike Mike Glennon was.
1: Yes, they did. That's my point.
0: (laughs) Mike Glennon was wasn't he in the XFL? I feel like he played in the XFL, either the XFL or the the AAF. The AAF. Yeah. I I think it might have been the XFL. Anyway. Anyway, not a big fan of that quarterback room. Gardner Minshew could be the guy, though. Then, running back, it's a crowded room, but yeah, I'm not the biggest fan it's, of it. you Woyer got Furnette, Leonard Fournette.
1: Obviously. Well, it might not even be Leonard Fournette by the time the season starts. Oh, he might leave.
0: <laughs> it, it depends, but I think Leonard Fournette still has a little bit of magic left in him. Chris Thompson is now there. Uh hopefully they don't have to split too many carries because then that's really going to take I, down I
1: like Chris Thompson. Last year for the Redskins played decently well. Yeah, but Leonard Fournette is a ball dominant. Well, Ryan Chris Adams. Thompson's a yeah. passing catch yeah, but that's, guy. but that's the thing. You need when you have a ball dominant running back <laughs> like Leonard Fournette, you can't take so many snaps to throw the ball to wide receivers, receiving backs. So you have to be giving the ball twenty five carries a game.
0: Yeah, they also have Raquel Armstead, who was actually pretty decent last year, if I do recall. And they got Divine Zigbo from. uh I don't know
1: about your Armstead boy. Yeah, Hundred and eight yeah. yards, no touchdowns. Oh, was that it? I was thought it? I
0: thought I saw some flashes. I anyway. Recognize the name, but I don't. Yeah. Know. Um. Wide receiver, a little shaky here. Uh, They drafted LaVisca Chenal. They still have DJ Chark, who was a pro bowler last year. Uh, Chris Conley and DeeDee Westbrook have both been decent. Keelan Cole, again, the same, but not a whole lot there. I mean, you got a lot of meh guys, but not a...
1: I feel like it's almost like how I was describing the Thunder earlier. There's no real big star guy, but DJ Shark, Keelan, Cole, Chris Conley, all of those guys had, I'd say, not breakout games, but they had flashes of good...
0: But they don't stick with anybody, which is kind of the problem. That's true. It's up and down for everybody, which you need some sort of consistency there. You
1: need consistency, but when you have so many guys that can be that way, I'm not saying it's going to work out, but... It could, where you have David Westbrook have a good game, then you have Chark, then you have the rookie, Leviska Chenault, who in my opinion, because of Jerry, Judy, Henry Ruggs, and CeeDee Lamb was outshined because of how depthful the wide receiver class was, but Leviska Chenault is the real deal. He is a big, physical wide receiver. And...
0: Who will probably fit well with the likes of yeah. Chris Conley and DJ Chark. Those are some big, physical targets. And speaking of physical, big, physical targets, uh, you talk about the tight ends here. I'm really high on James O'Shaughnessy. I mean, we saw flashes of him last year. He is the real deal, I think. Um, A really underrated guy that, when he's healthy, can be a stud. Um, You also have Tyler Eifert, who I'm not a big fan of. He was injured, okay?
1: Your boy had 14 catches, though.
0: O'Shaughnessy? Really?
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) How many games did he play? I'm
1: good. Check here. Keep going. Five. Oh. <laughs> five. But he's a
0: tight end, so.
1: Actually, to be fair, five games, 14 catches. That's on, a, really, like three catches a game.
0: Yeah. It's not bad. It's not terrible. Let me, let me put it this way. I saw some flashes there. I think he's uh, a fly under the radar kind of guy who could maybe do some stuff there. Um, this offensive line, you have Cam Robinson, Andrew Norwell, Brandon Linder, AJ Cann, and Jawan Taylor. Not going to lie, I don't recognize any of those names. Andrew,
1: Andrew really, I, Norwell. I recognize all of them to be very. Now, it might kan. be because I've played the Jaguars in Madden at least the last three years. I recognize, <laughs> I recognize, one, the potential in Cam Robinson. And uh, Jawan Taylor as two young guys that Madden likes, and I also recognize <laughs> yeah, I the overall and Brandon Linder and Andrew Norwell that Madden likes. So I know that Madden's not real life. However, you get your Madden rating based on how you play in real life and your potential based on how you play in real life. So I think they are. That, that's a to me that's a really good offensive line. However, you just don't hear their names because there are players that are better at that position. All right. Yeah.
0: Defense. Um, defense, you've got Josh Allen, who some would consider a uh, linebacker. Oh, I think he's, definitely an edge. he's listed as a DN here, but he's an edge guy. Um, I mean, he's a guy that a lot of people were saying as a snub for uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year, um, but decent guy there. Avery Jones, Taven Bryan, Yannick Ngakwa. I mean that's a solid D line. Yes, you lose Linval Joseph who or not Linval Joseph. Sorry, Calais Campbell. Wait,
1: is it? Different
0: nose tackle. Different bald nose tackle. Let me it, put it that is way. He, not or no?
1: he, he wants
0: he, to. He wants to leave, but he's been tagged. Yes. Oh, okay. Um Linebackers, I really like this. You've got Miles Jack, Joe Scobert, um they drafted and... Chasen, probably pronounced that wrong, um, out of...
1: At least you didn't pronounce it like how Ethan tried to with our mock draft where he went all French on us. Yeah.
0: Play ball. Where was he from? LOS? LSU. Okay, yeah. Um, But also, Shaq Quarterman. This is me being a Miami fan, but Shaq Quarterman...
1: I've heard good things. I've heard good
0: yeah. things. Yeah, he could potentially be decent. And I think if there's a team where he was really to be successful in the league, it would be with the Jaguars. I mean, this is a physical like a defensive physical team that I think Quarterman can thrive in. Um Yeah, this secondary <laughs> yeah. is a mess given what they were a couple of years ago. I mean, yes, they drafted CJ Henderson out of Florida. Nice move there, but they don't have um, A.J. Boye anymore. They don't have Jalen Ramsey. Barry Church has been gone gone for a couple of years at safety. So now they're down to Rashawn Melvin, Ronnie Harrison, Jared Wilson, and D.J. Hayden. Um, D.J.
1: Hayden's He's not right. bad. D.J. Hayden's all right. That's
0: about it. What happened to uh, your guy out of Michigan? Um, what's his name? Um, Darquise Denard. What happened...
1: Oh, dude! I have he's no Michigan clue. State. I just oh uh, yeah yeah. Michigan State. I knew, but I him on Instagram. I really don't know. The, the, I could have.
0: I could have sworn Darquise Denard was a, a Jaguar. He came from the Bengals. I and was at one point at least. Yeah. Um. Anyway, special teams. Logan Cook is your punter, and Josh Lambo is decent. Yeah. Um. He's Thanks. your kicker.
1: What's your prediction record?
0: I'm gonna go. Did
1: he retire? No, he's sure. Darquise Denard, no. Yeah, I'm looking at his thing and he's thanking Cincinnati.
0: Yeah, because he got he got traded from Cincinnati or he on left Cincinnati. Year, yeah, no, he left as a free agent this offseason. He did. And signed with the Jaguars, but I didn't see him on their on their depth. He's a free agent chart. right now. I could have sworn he got picked up by the Jags. Exactly. Anyway. Um. Oh oh. We have um Some Colin Kaepernick rumors here.
1: What? Well, let me see.
0: Um, According to Instagram, we have Colin Kaepernick receiving legitimate interest from multiple teams, that's per Michael Silver. Um, No one has brought him in for a workout yet, but uh, we'll see if anything comes from that. That could be Uh, big. Yeah, one of the big stories here.
1: Um, All politics aside, we have to remember that Colin Kaepernick was not good when he left the NFL. I would true.
0: agree. I I think he could be a good backup somewhere. Yeah, sure. I don't know if he's competing for a starting job. And he's also, what, 32? Two. He's, you know, he's 32. an okay. old-aging
1: quarterback who was coming off of He it. also hasn't played yeah. in
0: four years, which that definitely does something to you as a player.
1: Yeah, I think... I think yeah, like you said, all politics aside. I think towards the end of his career, he just started to not play as well, and then obviously, all the stuff surrounding him happened.
0: I have a feeling if the Niners could have picked up somebody else, they probably would have axed him anyway. So yeah, I think all, the problem all that, was there wasn't anyone else to really pick up. Yeah, I think yeah. Um, but anyway, back to the Jags. I'm gonna say five and eleven.
1: That's fair. Wasn't your hot take they wouldn't win a
0: game? I'm not saying that that's... Actually, a- no. Yeah, you're right. It was. Uh, let's go... <laughs> you, have to say you know what? I'm going to retract that because I didn't take a close look at that defense um, the way I did before. So, let's go... Yeah. We'll go 4-12. and 12. Okay. Because they do yeah. have some tough matchups.
1: Hey, and that's it. We're done with roster outlooks. Roster
0: outlooks are done. done. So, speaking of hot takes, let's run through a couple... Quick hot takes me real first. quick.
1: I swear, this is the episode of Ethan going me first. I think I've heard him say it at least five times in the past half an hour. I don't know. I've got an interesting hot take for you guys. For the first, first time you're ever? You're going to call me outlandish. You're going to call okay. me. Okay, Bet. Bet. Let's do it. I'm heading. I'm, s- I'm predicting an MVP for next year. For what sport? NFL.
0: Okay. Who's it going to be?
1: I'm heading to the Las Vegas Raiders. Josh Jacobs. I think he had a solid rookie year last year. I think this year he takes it to the next level, and he becomes the MVP of the league.
0: I like that. My one thing is the NFL has a history of taking quarterbacks at MVP, regardless of talent. So he might get snubbed, but I I think they're going to go with a quarterback regardless, simply because that's been the pattern.
1: Talk but I about, do like
0: your direction, though.
1: I, I, I agree with you 100. percent I'm trying to figure out how many running back MVPs we've had in NFL history because, like you said, they don't like to take running backs. No, they, they don't. They don't like to take wide receivers. They don't like to take tight ends. They like to take.
0: And they stay away from defense. <laughs> they did. I mean, it's it's usually a quarterback. Yeah,
1: it's it's nine times out of ten a quarterback. Also, I'm looking at that, and there's no way that there's some Alabama bias <laughs> back. To you said Josh Jacobs. <laughs>
0: At least he didn't say Derrick Henry. Well,
1: don't give me... He, he, I would think Derrick Henry's a better candidate than Josh Jacobs.
0: Aha uh-huh. I don't know.
1: Now, did you guys think Josh Jacobs had a good rookie year? Yes, yes he, he did. I think
0: he was an offensive rookie of the year snub.
1: Oh. <laughs> Jr. With Kyler Murray over there. I'm
0: sorry, but Kyler Murray has a tendency to play hero ball. And part of that is him being a rookie, but we saw that back at Oklahoma. I mean... What, that game against Alabama um, in, uh, I guess, the playoffs? Um, What did we see? We didn't see him taking sacks and trying to throw the ball downfield, deep downfield to get gains, which, I mean, that's also not his playing style. But what did we see? We saw him dancing around in the backfield (laughs) and running up and down the field. Like two-yard gains. Well, yeah, or, or hitting trying to make it outside and going out of bounds instead. We didn't see 40-yard hookups between him and C.D. Lamb. We just didn't. So, I don't know. Josh Jacobs he had a really good rookie year. I thought he was kind of a snub, but...
1: To be fair, I'm looking at the list of MVPs. He does have a better chance than, say, back in the 80s, because back in the 80s it was quarterback after quarterback after quarterback <laughs> with Lamar, or not Lamar, Taylor, Lawrence Taylor...
0: Yeah, Lawrence Taylor, the only linebacker ever, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> but,
1: in the past, what is this, 23 years, there has been six running back MVPs. And who were they? Uh, Adrian Peterson, Ladainian Tomlinson, Deshaun Alexander, Marshall Fulton. Yeah. yeah, 2005, Seattle Seahawks. Was Peyton Hillis an MVP? No.
0: No. Um, Madden cover. <laughs> he was a Madden
1: cover. He had that one good year. He error. had the Madden curse. Everybody has the Madden curse. I mean... This might be a little hate towards Antonio Brown, but if y'all notice, Antonio Brown was on the, uh... Tom Brady's on the Madden curse. Tom Brady has no curse. <laughs> but Antonio Brown was on the Madden cover. The logo beside it was the first year they used Frostbite, and then Antonio Brown's feet froze. Just saying.
0: Speaking, you bring up Antonio oh, Brown and God. my hot take centers around him. So, oh, no. back when Brady went down to the Bucks, right? Yes. There were some rumors that maybe Antonio Brown wanted to meet up with him in Tampa. Here's my hot take. I, I don't think this is going to happen, but my hot take is this, because I would love to see it happen. Antonio Brown gets picked up by Bruce Arians and the Bucks to form a three-headed monster... At um, at wide receiver. That's just with a wide
1: receiver, though. I mean, you're talking like six-headed monster on the offense. Yep. You got Gronk, the too. <laughs> and Gronk,
0: Gronk, OJ Howard, Cameron Brate as your third tight end.
1: Cameron Brate could easily be a starter. on some Oh, he
0: absolutely on could. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, ship him down to the Jaguars. He could be a starter there. But um, <laughs> he's not
1: wrong. Yeah, he's not wrong. Okay, actually. Then you mix that. He's, better he's, he's absolutely
0: Eifert. better than Tyler Eifert. Um, anyway, then match that with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown. Oh, and the quarterback just happens to be the greatest of all time.
1: Blaine Gabbert.
0: No. No. And then Not your fine. defense. Your defense was like the number one rushing defense last year. Uh, I. That's a, That's a team... That is well, even if scary. Had, even if
1: had Antonio Brown, the Bucs are still like they—they <laughs> really they are know. really scary. Yes, yeah.
0: but can you imagine them with Antonio Brown? I just
1: think I just think it'll draw away from their success with all of his antics.
0: The controversy. It depends. Something tells me that the Bruce Arians would not tolerate that. He strikes me as a very no-nonsense guy.
1: I would second that as a Cardinals fan. Yeah, I would second that.
0: So I feel like if somebody could keep him in line, there would be two guys that could keep him in line: Bill Belichick, who. The only he, he, tried. he tried, and the only reason that they let him go was because of the whole sexual assault case with his trainer. So there's that, but Bruce Arians could also probably keep him in check. Yeah. Maybe Pete Carroll, but...
1: I can see that. Okay, my hot take, we're going away from the NFL. I'm going to the NBA. Now, I don't have a specific player this hot take goes around is more a general statement, but I think this next year one of our top MVP candidates. And when I say MVP candidates, I mean like the top 10, for like a top 10 list for MVP candidate. You will see one of those players have a major fall off. whether it's James Harden, LeBron, Giannis, Anthony Davis. One of those guys will fall off.
0: So you're saying like one of the perennial MVP candidates is going to have a playoff slump?
1: Just not play well. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think it'll be LeBron. I actually think LeBron's probably the best candidate. I know he's playing really good right now with MVP caliber stuff, but he's old. That's true.
0: My other thing with LeBron is, especially with all... Again, this is not political, but with all the social justice stuff going on, he's distracted. Um, And granted, they're not practicing a whole lot, especially as groups, and they're not playing, so he has more time to do that. But at the same time... This kind of strikes me as an issue that may or may not go away. We could see it. I I mean, the conversations, the good conversations that we are having about race are conversations that will probably take years to resolve, to really, really resolve. And if he stays a part of that, he's going to have to split time between being a social justice crusader and being an MVP in the NBA. So, yeah, maybe there is a potential for him simply because he's going to probably be distracted and splitting his time.
1: Uh, Yeah, you're right. You're very right. I think that's the fourth time we've proven Ethan wrong for him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't see James Harden maybe falling off. I mean, no, I don't. James Harden is the greatest shot creator of all time. I mean... Greatest on-ball shot creator of all time. I do not see that falling away, because no one has figured out... I will say, though. Not even Ricky Rubio from behind.
0: Ricky Rubio... (laughs) I will say, I think, I think JR is spot on with this, um, simply because we haven't played NBA basketball for four months, you know, so there's, that's, everything changes at this point, you know, so it'll, I think someone probably will take an unexpected tumble, um, don't
1: know who it is yet, we'll find out,
0: Mm mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? Any other hot takes? I mean, I know we're running kind of long here, so...
1: I'm good, but...
0: I'm also good. JR, any final comments before we wrap this up?
1: I will third the I'm good. Actually, nothing to do with sports, but I said I'd second that, and Ethan also said he'd second that. You would third that, which is what I just did. Sorry, I felt like correcting you there, but...
0: All right, so... Since we got that out of the way, until next time, I'm Todd File. I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm Jeremy Zurek. And we are signing off.